This episode of Rule Breaker Investing is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage process into the 21st century with a fast, easy, and completely online process. Check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash fool. It's the Rule Breaker Investing Podcast with Motley Fool co-founder David Gardner. And welcome back to Rule Breaker Investing. Happy summer to you. It's a pleasure to be back behind the microphone. This is my first podcast of the last few weeks where I was actually doing it the week of. So I hope you enjoyed our few weeks away. I particularly enjoyed that one last week where I got to interview my son about his caps page. And that inspired some people to talk with their sons and daughters and get some investing going on over the last week as a consequence. And that Darn it, that's why we do this podcast. Moments like that. The Motley Fool is here to help the world invest better. And in the meantime, in the last few weeks, when I had a wonderful tour starting in Norway on a cruise ship through Scotland and ultimately ending in Reykjavik, Iceland, where one night I did stay up till about 2 a.m., it was still light out. It was a wonderful trip. But one thing that was really important that happened that I didn't get to talk about on this podcast was the so-called Brexit, Britain voting to exit the European Union. And this is something that I I wanted to speak to, and that's what we're going to do a little bit this podcast. Now, I'm going to put out just a few viewpoints on that, but ultimately this week, this is one of our podcasts where I'm picking stocks. So, inspired by Brexit, we're going to go over five stocks that I like over the next three-plus years, and that's the main part of this week's podcast. But each of those five was sort of inspired by what has happened in Europe over the last month. So, I didn't have much internet access over the last few weeks, but the day that the Brexit vote occurred, in the face of a lot of people who were upset, and in some cases for good reasons, I just tweeted a few words, and it was this phrase on June 24th, we make fearful the things we don't understand. And I've noticed that over the course of my life, I think it's a natural human, I think it's a biological human evolutionary reaction to, in the face of things that we don't understand, run away or bemoan what's happening because it's unclear how the future is going to play out. And most of us are pretty comfortable with what's already happened in the past, unless something really bad happened. Most of us are pretty comfortable. We can process it. We've thought it through. We know it's already happened. It's behind us. So it's easy to feel more comfortable about the past. When we look toward the future, something that is by nature uncertain, we end up sometimes being anxious, and anxiety can lead to fear. And when I think in particular about medieval map makers, uh, and you got off to the corner of the map where no one had ever been before, and what did medieval map makers scrawl in that corner? And the answer is, there be dragons. And that, for me, has always been a wonderful trope, a simple way to illustrate that <laughs> rather than the map makers saying, we've never been there, or I don't know, they wrote, there be dragons. And for me, that is kind of my initial reaction to Brexit, is that in the face of things that we don't know, it's natural to be fearful. And indeed, as I watched the coverage, I noticed it's been routinely bemoaned, it's been scoffed at. I saw a link, I saw an article, I didn't read the article, but it was from the New Republic this week. All The headline was all I needed to read. Theresa May will be given the worst job in the UK on Wednesday. Just the constant criticism 
And so if you've gotten to know me over the last year, you know that I can't not want to take the other side when everybody seems to be leaning on one side of the boat. There's something about me that I cannot stop that forces me to go to the other side of the boat. And uh, it works pretty well in investing, not every time. But as I thought about what was happening, and we saw the stock market decline those first few days, and a lot of people worried about what Brexit would mean, uh, now we have a little bit more distance to talk about it. And now that I'm back from my cruise, um, here we are. And over the last month, the FTSE, which is a measure of Britain's 100 largest market capitalization companies, the FTSE's up more than 10% over the last month. That's a substantial one-month move in any given month over the course of history. That is a huge move. And that includes, that is pre-Brexit, that includes the bump down from the vote and then a substantial recovery all the way up. And one thing that I've always felt in life is that the money often tells us so much more than opinions do. So one of the reasons I love the markets and respect them every day is that buyers and sellers meet and shake hands with real money and agree on either side of things. And one of the reasons I'm often critical of, let's say, sports media is because I'm constantly hearing predictions made. Uh, It's not just true of sports. It happens in politics. It happens in the financial markets itself. A lot of people make predictions or opine on air on the internet, but often those aren't backed by real money. And I've also noticed, and we've talked about this on this podcast, often people don't even go back and check and see whether they were right or wrong. No one's keeping score a lot of the time for all these predictions. And that's why I love watching the markets and watching the money. Because what we've seen here is that investors have said, in the face of, I would say, generally a lot of anxiety and criticism and a a broadly negative viewpoint on what's happened in Britain, the financial markets have said, it's just fine. In fact, it looks better to us than it did before. The markets are always looking forward. When the stock market rises, it's not rising based on something that happened yesterday or last month. It's rising on our expectations about the future. And I'm speaking during a week in which many of the world's markets are hitting all-time highs. I haven't studied this subject deeply. Um, it's not of, a, of great concern or interest to me. Brexit, I will say a few things about it, but please don't take me too seriously. I'm just giving you a little bit of background for my thinking, and then we're going to go to our stocks. So, with that said, just a few thoughts going forward. I would not be surprised if we see, in the same way the stock market has recovered in the last month and, in fact, surged to new highs, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, in a couple of years, um, trade and free trade coming out of Britain hits all time highs. Um, I think you, you're going to see unprecedented growth in trade in Britain. Uh, Britain will be working more carefully with bigger allies outside of the European Union than it has been before. It's going to be working autonomously as opposed to part of the EU. And so, when I think of the United States of America, Britain's best partner in the world, I see deeper trade relations with the US. I see deeper trade relations with Japan and South Korea. And I think it's very likely, certainly with English-speaking countries like Canada, which is a big trade partner for the US and, and for Britain, and Australia, I can see Britain broadly and autonomously growing its trade as a consequence of this. Something we can't see today, but I wouldn't be surprised if the same headlines that were worried about the stock market a month or so ago, those same headlines that worry about the future of British trade, just wait for a little bit of time to pass and let's see how that plays out. Um, I also think the EU will hit some new highs as well. In European football teams, the star striker has just signed off, taken free agency and gone somewhere else. So the team is not quite as robust as it was without without Britain on it. And yet, I think that more trade from Britain with the EU 
and some of the changing dynamics, possibly some of the global political dynamics of this move, will ironically, in the end, increase cooperation among more entities that leads to more trade. And then one or two final thoughts on this. The European Union itself is now under question. Britain's decision to leave calls into question the future of the European Union, and that's something that upsets a lot of people around the world, and again, in some cases, understandably as well. Is it a construct that works? You know, from an American viewpoint, um, imagine what, what it would be like if we in the United States of America were in what was called the Pan-American Union, and Americans were at present, let's say, bailing out Venezuela, bailing out Argentina, the, the horrific results of socialism in this side of the world. I can imagine a lot of people wouldn't want to be part of that union, and certainly that union doesn't exist. But that's the way, with an American mindset, that I try to get into the British mindset. Certainly, we as Americans can understand people voting for their independence from larger entities and going autonomously off and pursuing our own destiny. So I think Americans in particular can understand Brexit. But um, I could indeed see Europe bifurcating further into the economies that sustainably create wealth, of which Britain is one, and then those that don't, those that are mismanaged, high, highly socialistic. These kinds of countries, unless they really get their act together, are in serious trouble, and we're seeing that in a country like Venezuela today. So it seems possible, and it could be disconcerting to see the EU break up further into countries that are really strong independently and those that are not. We'll see. Uh, mine is definitely not to speculate too much on this topic. Much of it is presently unknowable, as I said. And now all of that is just backdrop for the five stocks. We'll call this the Brexit-inspired stock list. These are five companies that I like over the next three-plus years. Three-plus is probably a good time that we'll have to really look backward in 2019 and see what Brexit meant in 2016. So I like three years as a period for these stocks. But each of these stocks, as will become shortly evident, is in some way inspired by Brexit. They're all picks from the supernova universe. These are all active recommendations of mine in my services. You're used to that before. This episode of Rule Breaker Investing is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. If you've ever bought a home, then you already know how frustrating and time-consuming getting a mortgage can be. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century by taking all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of a button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all this on your phone or your tablet. So, if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com/fool. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLS consumeraccess.org number 3030. And in fact, before I hit this list, let me go back cuz there was a time earlier this year where some of the same anxiety and really outright fear was in the stock market. And so in February, I'm looking at February 10th, 2016. Anybody who wants to go back and listen to that week's podcast, you'll see it was five stocks to feed the bear. The stock market had taken a dramatic drop over the previous two months. And so, as is my want, we came in and we picked some stocks. And it's really pleasing now for me to see those five picks and what they look like uh, just four months later. We're never going to celebrate or over-celebrate short-term performance. At the same time, 
The way that teams win ball games is often they put up a lot of runs or points early on, and that's what this group of stocks has done. The stocks you will remember, in no particular order, were Mercado Libre, Planet Fitness, IPG Photonics, and Ellie Mae. Oh, and also Carter's, the kids' clothing company. So those were the five stocks that I picked really in the teeth of a bear market, kind of like the Brexit feeling, but for our stock market back then in February. And now, as I look at it, the S&P 500 is up about 15% since that day. Uh, one of those five stocks has underperformed pretty badly. IPG Photonics is down about 2 or 3%, so it's about 15 percentage points behind the market. But the other four are now up, respectively. Carter's is up 28%. Planet Fitness is up 49%. Ellie Mae is up 63%. And Mercado Libre tops them all up 70% just since February 10th. So, my lists of five stocks don't always work. I do like to go back and keep score, as I've mentioned. And in fact, a year after each of those podcasts, I'll go back and we'll look at those results together. Um, so, those will be coming up. But I, I did just want to mention um, how well we did picking stocks in the teeth of the bear market at the time when there was a lot of anxiety. I wish I were doing this podcast three weeks ago because it would have been better the same week as Brexit. But nevertheless, these five Brexit-inspired stocks I like for the next three-plus years. All right, so that's that's our framework, and here comes my list of five stocks. Going to keep it a little shorter this week, so I'm going to breeze through these. A lot of these are come as you probably already know, but these five companies, I see something of Brexit in each of them. Let's kick it off first with Alphabet. Of course, the ticker symbol is still GOOG, or you can put an L on the end of that if you want the other class of shares, but it's still a Google ticker symbol. But I'm increasingly trying not to use the word Google anymore because Alphabet is a company that has Google and a lot of other things besides. And I think Alphabet is inspired as one of those kind of independent and visionary companies that kind of can stand alone. And that's why I see something of Brexit in Alphabet. Again, it's that independence, that ability to be guided by a visionary thought or leadership uh, to new places. And there are very few companies worldwide that have more capacity and capability to do that than Alphabet does every day across all of its different businesses. Number two, the ticker symbol is EEFT, and the company is Euronet Worldwide. Now, Euronet Worldwide is, of course, operating, well, primarily in Europe, although it is a global company and it is an e-payments company. So, we're talking about a company that last year enabled over 2.5 billion transactions worth about $72 billion. And as increasingly payments move into the digital space, and as more and more commerce happens in Europe and worldwide, this company, which is kind of like PayPal for Europe, is very well positioned. It's been a good pick for us in Motley Fool Rule Breakers. And so, while the European Union has been weakened, I think Europe taken all in all, when you include Britain and many of the companies that are not in the EU, I think you see a great place to be invested, a lot of great commerce happening, and Euronet Worldwide is a good play on that. Number three, the ticker symbol is HAIN, and this is Hain Celestial. Now, Hain Celestial uh, is an organic foods provider. Uh, a lot of its products are featured in stores like Whole Foods. And one thing I've known about the Brits, as I've gotten to know them over the years, is that they care a lot about the food they eat, probably more so than we do in America. And I think Hain Celestial is a company that does, in fact, play right into that. It's been a good pick for us in Motley Fool Stock Advisor. 
I first picked it in April of 2012. It's up 121%, the market up 51% over that time. So it's been a good stock over that time. But I'm picking Hain Celestial in particular for the second word in the company name, because Celestial, after all, comes from Celestial Seasonings, which is what the Hain Company bought out and merged with years ago. And a lot of us who know Celestial Seasonings know it is a tea brand. And those of us who know Britain know that Britain likes its tea. So how could I not include Hain Celestial, which is a stock that, in fact, had had a very bad few weeks right around Brexit, but has, like the market, bounced up to some new 52-week highs as a consequence of just the last few days. But Hain Celestial is stock number three. Again, Brexit-inspired stocks for the next three years plus. And stock number four, the ticker symbol is PCLN. And this is, of course, Priceline, one of our biggest and longest holdings in Motley Fool Stock Advisor. I know many Rule Breaker Investing listeners probably own already some Priceline. I certainly do. It's been an outstanding company, one of the best public companies you could have owned since the year 2000. Two, three, four, and we. In fact, we've owned it since 2004, so 12 plus years. And you may have seen, if you're a Priceline follower, that the stock got hammered around Brexit. The idea that Europe, it would be harder to move across borders. It wouldn't be as pleasurable to travel. Uh, a lot of negativity uh, and pessimism in a very short-term way around Priceline. So you had an opportunity a few weeks ago to buy the stock at a at a discount. Stock lost about 15% in just a couple of days. It is back now near all-time highs. But again, we're not about what's happened the last three weeks or the last three days. We're about the next three years. We certainly like Priceline. I think a lot of people are going to be traveling to Europe over the next three years. And Priceline, is as a major player, whether we're talking about hotels, trains, planes, um, this is a company that a lot of the booking in Europe being done through Booking.com, its subsidiary. In fact, on a funny side note, Priceline bought Booking.com in 2005. That was a year after we recommended the stock. It was not something I expected at the time. Ironically, while it's been one of my best stocks, I've gotten my thesis wrong. My initial thesis was wrong about Priceline. It was a small player in 2004 that I thought was going to be bought out by others. And that's why I was recommending the stock. But as it turned out, Priceline started buying others and became a worldwide leader in Booking.com. That acquisition 11 years ago has been a big part of it. All right. And my final Brexit-inspired stock is ticker symbol TSLA. You probably recognize that as Tesla. And in particular, the word autonomous comes to mind. I think that that's what Britain has adopted, an autonomous a more autonomous future. And when we think about autonomous driving, and we think about really companies that, in this case, are led by a visionary who does something that surprises people on a regular basis, which I think is kind of what happened with Brexit, I think of Tesla. So it's a little bit of a tenuous connection, but it is a stock I continue to favor over the next three plus years. And when you think about autonomy, independence, you think about tea, you think about travel, you think about Europe. I think that sums up our five stock picks this week. I certainly can't promise that they'll be rising on an average of 50% or more over the next four months. That doesn't happen very often. The stock market, after all, is at all-time highs, not really having taken a short-term dive. But again, thinking forward, I like these companies. And even though, in general, I would be neutral about Brexit, with so much of the world negative about it, you can count me now pro-Brexit with my portfolio, just because, as a fool, 
And as somebody who's spent a lot of his life battling conventional wisdom, I think I see once again a lot of rampant conventional wisdom that makes me want to be a buyer on the other side. And that's what I have for you this week on Rule Breaker Investing. Look forward to next week. In the meantime, full on. As always, people on this program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. Learn more about Rule Breaker Investing at rbi.fool.com.